Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, back from hiatus, and today we are talking about the 2006 movie, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, the sixth movie in the Texas Chainsaw franchise. Shit, I just killed the whole fucking sheriff's department. And I'm joined by our Texas Chainsaw Massacre correspondent, Jordan Ryan. Hello. Jordan, how you doing? Oh, I'm not so bad. How are you doing is the big question. Yeah, um, so I've been a little bit of a hiatus. Gone, do, gone over a month. Do you want to talk about your uh, kind of personal horror movie you've been going through? Yeah, yeah. I mentioned this on Twitter. I've been absent for Twitter for a while. Um, I was in a pretty serious golf cart accident where uh, a golf cart I was in, uh, I was not driving, but we were going down a hill too fast. And it flipped, and it landed on me, and like destroyed my ankle. But I also broke uh, several vertebrae and my sternum. So I have been recovering for the past few weeks. I'm still recovering, uh, in a cast and a back brace. But I've been just jonesing to do some horror movie podcasting, and I'm like, I'm not waiting until I'm fully recovered to start doing this again. Let's let's go. Uh, let's get let's get Jordan over here, and we're gonna talk some Texas Chainsaw. Absolutely. Well, glad you're okay. Yeah, me Gla- too. Glad you survived. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, you, you you did it. You survived a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> Series over. <laughs> Woo! I did it. <laughs> but this, it. Th- that would be less fun. So let's talk about the movie anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre six. What'd you think? So this is the only other Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie I'd seen. I'd seen three Texas Chainsaw Massacres prior to doing this podcast. The first one, the sequel, and this one. I hadn't seen the remake. I'd only seen the prequel to the remake. I liked it. Um, I mentioned to you it has the best cinematography, I think, of any of them that we've seen so far. Um, I love the cinematography in number one just for the griminess and grittiness. Mm -hmm. I feel like this one did that, but in a more modern sense. And I guess aside from a horrible third act, uh, probably act my sucks. my third favorite so far. Uh, I'll put it just under two, yep. and just ab- above the remake. I'd agree completely. Perfect. Yeah, third act sucks. Uh, it's the goriest one in the series. Yes, one hundred percent. The main character is easily the worst of the six. <laughs> She's terrible. <laughs> um, but like the movie is pretty enjoyable if you like this kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. So the point of this podcast is we're here to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies, and we currently have a list of 56 rules. You can check that out on our Twitter account, at HowToHorror, and so we're going to go through the plot of this movie beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our list, see if we need uh, rule number 57. Spoiler alert for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 6, if you've not seen it and you like the Texas Chainsaw yeah. series, check it out. If you're a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, you'd be doing yourself a disservice by spoiling it. If you just like listening to the podcast and you don't really like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm kind of looking at you, Derek. Yeah. Uh, you can skip it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's nothing too special, but it's it's perfectly entertaining. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before we get started here? Let's get into this shit. All right. Let's get into the plot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. The beginning. The beginning. <laughs> Movie begins in 1939 at a slaughterhouse in Texas. Um, there's a manager who's a dick, and there's a, a woman who is an employee, um, and she collapses while working and gives birth to a child with a birth defect, and this is Leatherface. The beginning! It's the beginning! Literally the, as far back as you can go. <laughs> <laughs> and she ends up dying, so the manager just tosses the baby in a dumpster. <laughs> Wrapped in butcher paper and everything. It's, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? <laughs> a better looking fake baby than American Sniper. It's true. 
Well, number four, don't be a menace. Yeah. If you'd actually turn this over to adoption services, guess what? This baby wouldn't have come back and killed you, Mr. Manager. Well, manager. We, we would just say manager. You know what? Also, I, I guess I don't know what rule this would fall under, but treat your employees well. Because yeah. the, the mom was uh, begging for a bathroom break, which tells me that he is not the best employer. No. And uh, she might not have had to give birth on a uh, meatpacking floor. If uh, he were a better boss. Are you saying empl- uh, managers the 1930s weren't always the best? What? What? Yes. <laughs> so, Luda May, uh, who was in the, uh, the remake, the mother of the character of the sheriff in the remake, she finds the baby in the dumpster and takes him home and they raise him. Uh, Leatherface. The beginning. The beginning. <laughs> Main titles. So, we cut to 1969. The town is dried up. Everyone's leaving town. The Hewitt family, as they're called in this, even though we all know they're, they're the, the Sawyers. They're the Sawyers. Leatherface's family doesn't want to leave. They're staying, but everyone else is leaving. The slaughterhouse has been condemned due to health code violations. Oh, wh- what? <laughs> it should have happened maybe like 30 years ago, maybe. <laughs> and Leatherface doesn't want to leave because he likes his job, but, you know, it's closed. What are you going to do? Uh, so we cut to our main cast. We have Eric, who's played by Matt Bomer, and Chrissy, his girlfriend. Chrissy is played by uh, Jordana Brewster from the Fast and the Furious movies. She's uh, Dom's sister in those. It's all about family. Well, all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies are about family, but this one especially is just family to its core. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, these uh, these movies in the Fast and Furious movies, they really go hand in hand. So Dom Toretto chainsaw duel on top of a car when? Uh, let's let's do it. I'm in. So they're dating. Eric is a uh, veteran of uh, Vietnam. He served in Vietnam, and he's going back for a second tour, and they're driving to the base, base camp or whatever. Also, right off the bat, so they're at this, like, motel, and Eric's in one of the most disgusting fucking pools I've ever seen in my life. What's the rule we can give him just right off the bat for being in that horrible thing? Oh, I got one for you. I just got to find the rule number. Rule 32, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <sighs> fucking A. He probably caught a disease in there. Guarantee it. And then he drags Chrissy in later. Like, gross. Ugh. Also along to this trip is Eric's little brother, Dean, who's allegedly going to Vietnam for the first time. Um, his his draft this. number came up. His draft number came up. And his girlfriend, Bailey, who is a character from a Friday the 13th movie. Yes, very much so. But Dean is actually not going to go to Vietnam. He and his girlfriend are planning to run away to Mexico, so, you know, they're draft dodging. He hasn't found a way to tell Eric yet, uh, but he doesn't want to go fight in Vietnam. Fucking fair. You know, my, my grandfather served in Vietnam. I got no nothing but respect for the people who did go and serve. Probably pretty fucking scary. Yeah, that's uh, the horror movie. <laughs> well, and he mentions later, like, he hears what Eric says in his sleep. Eric is, and we see this throughout the movie, Eric is seriously suffering PTSD. Yep. So, of course, Dean doesn't want to go over there, and I don't blame him at all. Rule number 11, get out. Get out! (laughs) He's trying. Leatherface goes to see the manager at the slaughterhouse, and the manager's just a dick and insults him. So Leatherface just beats him to death with a sledgehammer. Uh, He does try to call 911, uh, but Leatherface kills him first. Now, Ryan, do you think that canonically in this timeline... That this is Leatherface's first kill. Hmm, that's a good question. It's presented that way. And I could totally see that being the case, because it seems like a little bit later he was a hesitant to kill in the movie. And this one, it just seemed like he was he was insulted, so he killed him. So Leatherface's so, first kill. Yeah, I think this is Leatherface's first kill. Which would make this the beginning! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to do this all podcast, people. It's rule number four, don't be a menace. N- yeah. If you insult someone... 
Insult someone who's smaller than you, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> Leatherface is huge. Um, I feel like this is one of the bigger Leatherfaces we've seen as well. Yeah, same guy who played him in the remake. Yep. Yeah, big, big dude. But the call ended up going through, so it went to Sheriff Hoyt. But here's the twist. There was an actual Sheriff Hoyt. Yeah. The guy we saw in the remake, Arlie Ermey, was not the sheriff. Never was. Uh, a guy... Uh, I, I think that was clear in the remake. Yeah, but this is... <laughs> The beginning of how he became the sheriff. <laughs> uh, the real Sheriff Hoyt uh, shows up at uh, the the Hewitt Sawyer household. And he's played by Lou Temple, who's in a bunch of Rob Zombie movies and The Walking Dead. Who's uh, in The Walking Dead? He's Axel, the prisoner oh, in okay. season three. Cool. Yeah, he's in uh, 2007 Halloween as like a prison guard. He's in The Devil's Rejects. There's another one I'm forgetting. But. Dang. So Chrissy and Eric's group, they're, uh, they're driving through Texas. And uh, they get harassed by some bikers who are, like, just beating up on the side of their car and, like, grabbing at them. Menaces. Menaces. Don't be menaces. There's a lot of bikers here. So, you know, I'm not going to say they did anything wrong because they tried to just, like, defuse the situation. But if you decided to, you know, take down these bikers, uh, Rule 39, use your car as a weapon. Yeah. I can't blame him for not doing this, but if he was going to do it... Well, yeah, because he was getting flanked on all sides. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only side he wasn't didn't have a biker on was directly in front of him, but there was one on each, either side. There was a bunch behind him. Like he could, Yeah, sure, you could have thrown it in reverse and just run over a bunch of them, but uh, we see later these guys are armed yeah. with actual weapons. These are, like, legit bikers. Yeah. So, you know... Not going to criticize Eric, but it was an option. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just speed up. <laughs> speed up. Floor it. <laughs> so the real Sheriff Hoyt shows up at Leatherface's house and is like, hey, yo, uh, uh, he killed someone. Hey, future Sheriff Hoyt, whose name is Charlie, we find out. Yep. <laughs> Arlie Ermey. Why don't you come help me talk him down? And then they go out to talk him down, but Charlie just shoots and kills the sheriff. Maybe have, like, some actual backup. But he does say he's the only cop left in the county. Yeah, we get an exposition dump of dialogue yeah. on the way to find him. Because the the Hewitt family is the only pe- are the only people left in this county. It's yeah. otherwise just abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and he even says, like, I got two weeks left. And, and then I'm over to Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, Rule 12, wait for backup. And maybe don't get the guy's family to be your backup. Yeah. Tough call. But uh, he ends up getting shot and killed by Charlie, who then assumes the role of the sheriff. And just, I'm going to call him Sheriff Hoyt for the rest of the Yeah, you may as well. Because he's like, I'm not Charlie anymore. Charlie's dead. I'm Sheriff Hoyt. We also meet uh, Uncle Monty, who is the uh, paraplegic, uh, no, double amputee, double amputee in uh, the last movie. But he's got legs. What? What? How how does that happen? I don't know. I I wonder if we'll find out. (laughs) Um, And so Sheriff Hoyt's plan is like, hey, we're not leaving. This is our town. We've lived here forever. We're going to cook and eat people. Yeah, the rest of the family devolves into cannibalism really fucking quickly. Really quickly. Because they're resorting to cannibalism really quickly. I mean, we we see all through the movie, there's still cattle. Yeah. There's still crops. The town just got abandoned. Yeah, you go through the cows first. Yeah. Like, goddamn. So Eric's group ends up stopping at the gas station, uh, the same one from the previous movie run by Luda May. And some of the bikers are here, um, and we meet the, the only two of them matter. We have Holden, who is the leader of the biker gang, and Alex, who is his girlfriend. Yeah, it's his girl, yep. as he repeatedly says. And Alex wants to rob this group, and Holden's like, just leave him alone, but that's not going to happen. And this is when Bailey's like, hey, Chrissy, by the way, we're not going to war. Or Dean's like, we're going to run a Mexican. Chrissy's like, actually, that's a great idea. You guys should go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, don't go to fucking Nam. Are you crazy? <laughs> Uh, so they're leaving the station, and uh, Alex is following behind them on our motorcycle. 
and we get our big uh, confrontation between uh, Dean and Eric because Dean just starts burning his draft card. Yeah, so random. <laughs> like, uh, for, he was so conflicted all, for everything leading up until now he's just like, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, and Eric's like, you fucking idiot. The only reason I'm going back is to go with you. <sighs> Communication. This is the beginning of something that we see all through the movie, and it's that Eric puts himself behind everyone else he is focused on his family's survival a family not exactly <laughs> not his own survival and i just feel like that's a really important framework to have going forward and it starts right here yep. he's not going back to nam because he wants to keep killing commies he's not going back to nam because he thinks like oh i'm a soldier this is all i can do he's going back to nam so that he can keep dean alive yep Eric's a good character. Yes. Uh, definitely the best developed. Oh, he and Dean are both pretty he, well developed. He, honestly, he had he was kind of deep. Yep. Because they don't spell anything out. They don't have an exposition no. dump talking about his PTSD. No. Like, uh, I, I can't remember the actor's name. You Matt said? Bomer. Excellent performance. Yep. He brought a layer to this character that the script clearly didn't have. Yep. He's a good actor. Yeah. So, yeah, they get into a big fight about it. This is when Alex, like, tries to pull them over with her motorcycle. She's got a gun on him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Eric's got a gun, too, and we're about to get an awesome driving shootout until Eric takes his eyes off the road yeah, and hits so, a cow. So this is a wash, because keep your eyes on the road, but also he was attempting to lock and load, and that was the only reason he took his eyes off the road. Now, a smarter character would have been like, hey, Chrissy, get the gun out of my glove compartment. Yep. But. Rule five, lock and load. Rule number three, seven, keep your eyes on the road. Yeah. Womp womp. So, unfortunately, they crash the car. Chrissy just gets yeeted right out across the road somewhere <laughs> else. She ends up in a, in the ditch, yeah. not too far away. But everyone else is still in the car and injured. Alex tries to rob him, but Sheriff Hoyt shows up. Hey, it's the cops. Did they say... Oh, he immediately just shoots Alex. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny. Alex is, like, telling Eric, like, don't do anything stupid and I'll kill this cop instead of you. And she's trying to act coy and Hoyt just immediately right through the chest. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> So, uh, don't be a menace. Yeah. Yeah, don't be a menace. You if didn't she, rob these people. If she would have listened to Holden, she would have been alive. And it's Holden true. would be alive. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, all these people would probably be alive. It's all Alex's fault. So, Sheriff Hoyt immediately lets them know they're in a horror movie. Because uh, he is just abusive. Yeah. Uh, Eric recognizes it immediately. Yep. Honestly... Pretty quickly here, Eric and Dean should have made a move, I feel like, and, and just taken this guy down two to one. Yeah, they're injured, but they're young, fit guys. I got to imagine they were uh, still a little whiplashed and shocked from the rollover sure. because they weren't, neither of them were really reacting quickly to anything. Yeah. Uh, Concussions, so, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I don't know if the screenwriter intended uh, for real-life medical science to be behind this move or if it was just convenient because we needed a plot, but I'll defend it a little bit. Yeah. It's not horrible, and I don't blame them too much because of what just happened. But yeah. Rule 22, take the shot. Yep. But Rule 43, tread cautiously when dealing with the police. Yep. Uh-uh. And the, the, second, the second Hoyt puts a hole through Alex, uh, Dean does start looking for the gun. Yep. Can't find it. Then the sheriff sexually assaults Bailey. So, yeah. This Ugh, is, that's a... We're in a horror movie. Uh, we just don't know how bad it is. It's going to get much worse. But So much worse. Um, so Hoyt ends up finding the draft card. And Eric takes responsibility for it. He says, I'm Dean. That's me. I yeah, my Hoyt gets a, like, really random bout of supreme patriotism. And I got to imagine 
that it was the character of Charlie just getting into this persona that he's crafted. Yeah. Because we see later, and we'll get into this later, he starts talking about his own service that it's implied didn't actually happen. So I think he was just really living for the moment. Yeah. And I mean, it's the Nam era. Everyone knows what a draft dodger is. Everyone knows what the burning the draft cards was. So it was a convenient excuse for him to play it up. Yep. Because, yeah, he's going to claim later that he learned how to eat people when he was a POW. Yeah. But it's also implied that he never was served. Yeah. So. He's an unreliable narrator. Very unreliable narrator. So he has them put Alex's body in the, the shotgun of the cop car. <laughs> yep. And then puts them all in the backseat and they all drive off, leaving Chrissy behind. And he uh, he mentions, if this were your mama, would you want me putting her in the trunk like a animal? Now, Ryan, it's been a minute since we've seen the remake. Does he not put the corpse in the trunk like an animal in the remake? Yeah, maybe he maybe he learned something. It's the beginning. <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> then the sheriff calls Monty in to come tow the the wreck away. God, I really wish because the first time we saw Monty, he was sitting. I really wish we would have gotten a like really dramatic reveal of Monty with both legs. Yeah, that would be fun. So Chrissy, she goes back to the car to find the gun. Monty shows up and he gets the gun first. Yeah, she finds it. She reaches for it. Monty like opens the door, and she just recoils and doesn't do anything. Yeah, to take the gun and shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, but he uh, tows the car away, and she's stuck inside, so she's going with. The first of many bad decisions Chrissy's going to make. Yeah, Chrissy's, uh, this is going to be rough. So the sheriff takes them all to his house. Red flag. Big red flag. Has Leatherface show up and just drag Alex's corpse away. Uh, should we specify that Leatherface is literally wearing leather right now? Yeah, he's literally wearing leather on his he, face. Yeah, he's got a leather face mask because he is ahead of the curve on the pandemic. Yes, good for him. <laughs> but we can see his eyes. We can see his real hair. Yep. Uh, he doesn't look as ugly as you'd expect. No, no, no. You know, you know, maybe someone if we'd been a little more supportive of him, none of this would have happened. Yeah, but I just I feel like that's a really important uh, clarification to make because... This is the beginning. Yes, this we're going to see beginning. a lot of beginnings. A lot of beginnings. The sheriff strings up Dean and Eric outside in like the yard, and Monty shows up. He you know brings Chris. She hides under the car. She's Eric and Dean tied up. And she just takes off into the woods. Get out. Best decision she made. Totally, hundred percent. Should have stuck with it. Yep. Damn family. <laughs> Eric and Dean they try to get Monty to help, but he's like, I don't get involved in his affairs, and just walks away. They don't take a shot. Why not? You're already yeah. tied up. Yeah. I mean, Bailey gets tied to the kitchen table. Okay, this pisses me off. Okay. That pi- that kitchen table does not look, like, overly heavy. No. And she is tied up where uh, her hands are over her head and her wrists are tied to one of the legs. Yep. She, just a little repositioning, she could have grabbed the leg and lifted it a little bit and tried to at least, sh- at least try to yep. shimmy her bound hands down and like okay she's bound by the ankles too so she just wouldn't be tied to the table but it'd be better than what she does and just lay there cry and keep pulling to try and break the rope like rule 17 never give up the next thing you try might work so the sheriff wraps eric's face in plastic wrap to suffocate him until dean finally confesses like hey no i'm dean yeah he's covering for me and this is where hoyt gives his big long monologue but basically he ends up telling dean like hey i'll let you go you gotta do 20 push-ups for me. Okay, great. Do the push-ups. Except he's beating you horrifically the entire time. But to his credit, Dean does the push-ups. He does. I'm shocked that Hoyt didn't break anything. Yeah. But Sheriff's like, all right, you can go. But Dean's too beat up to go anywhere. I'm willing to bet he's not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I want to say this is a rule violation for the Sheriff. Rule number 29, no half measures. No more half measures, Walter. You know, what if Dean 
was good enough to get away. Guess what? You're all caught. I believe this, uh, for Texas Chainsaw specifically, could be retitled to Don't Play With Your Food. Mm, don't Play With Your Food, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy manages to flag down Holden, and he's not really interested in helping her fair until she mentions, like, hey, they have your girl. And then he just grabs a fucking big iron off his hip and is yep. like, okay, where? <laughs> Lock and load, baby. So the tea lady from the previous movie comes over for a visit, and she is just here for a joke. Yeah, she disappears immediately. Yep. She, she's very large and heavy. So Eric manages to break free. He gets a knife, un- unties Bailey. Basically, uh, the, the sheriff's trying to, trying to come into the kitchen, and he, he and Bailey use the tea lady, and they shove her into the door, and they use her as a barricade to block the door. It's really funny. It's really funny. Um, they get Dean, and Bailey's going to go get the car started. They have Monty's car keys. They're going to get the car started. It's going to be great. Unfortunately, as Bailey's driving off, Leatherface just hooks her straight out of the vehicle. Yeah, um, the door closed when she was driving away, but then it opened again. Close your fucking door! And lock it. Rule 25, lock your doors. Boom. She'd be alive, and uh, probably a lot of other people would be too. Yeah, she'd just driven off. Dean tries to run away, but gets caught in a bear trap. (laughs) Rule 2, constant vigilance. Dean, poor guy. (laughs) Rough time. And then uh, Eric gets knocked out by the sheriff. Womp, womp. It was a good attempt. Yeah, you know, again, to Eric's credit, he got knocked out by the sheriff because sheriff's got a shotgun, and he tells Dean, fuck off, and gets right in the sheriff's face, puts the barrel to his forehead. Yep. And he's like, shoot me, shoot me. He is giving all of these people the tools to survive, and they are fucking it up. Yep. None of this is Eric's fault. (laughs) No, Eric is fantastic. Yep. And his breakout was really well done, too. He just, mm-hmm. uh, man, you know, he persevered. Yeah. He, he didn't give up. Yep. The next thing he tried worked. Yep. Unfortunately, Eric's done. It's over for Eric uh, at this point. Eric ends up tied up to a table downstairs. Not just tied up. They, like, put metal braces and nail him to a table. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Eric, you're fucked. Uh, Christy and Holden arrive at the house. Holden heads in. Christy finds Dean outside, and he's like, hey, you should just go for help. You're not going to be able to do anything here. That's exactly right. But guess what Chrissy's going to do? <laughs> She's going to go inside this house and spend half an hour of this movie just wandering through the house, not getting caught. Unarmed. Unarmed. She's Lucky, not locking alone. Luckiest fucking character I've ever seen. Yeah, it's utter bullshit. It'll eventually catch up with her, but it's utter bullshit. The sheriff, it's implied he rapes Bailey, and that's... You know, oh, it's not implied. Cut it's, that shit out of this movie. Yeah. We don't want um, that. Disgusting. Yep. Holden attacks Monty and shoots him in the leg. And then takes Hoyt hostage, and he's like, hey, take me to the girl. There's multiple girls, Holden. Got to specify. Uh, yeah, Hoyt thinks he's talking about... Uh, Bailey. Bailey, yeah. <laughs> and he, he takes him upstairs uh, to Bailey. Uh, G- genuinely funny line. Yeah, we're going to get there in a second. It's really, it might be the funniest moment of the movie. <laughs> Leatherface starts uh, skinning Eric, and he hears Hoyt shout his name. So he grabs his chainsaw, which gets, allows Chrissy to get inside of the basement and find Eric. Can't free him, though. But uh, Hoyt gets up to the room with Bailey in it, and Holden's just like, no, not that girl. And Hoyt's like, oh, not that one? Oh, you don't want to see the other one. <laughs> Genuinely funny. <laughs> and Holden's going to shoot him, but he takes f- fucking ever. Rule 22, take the shot. Take the fucking shot, Holden. Move on. You just got to search this house room by room and just shoot everyone you find until you find your girl. And she's dead. But, you know, just get a move on. And then Leatherface comes in, and they cut him in half. It's kind of cool. It's really cool, creatively cool. edited. Yep. Yeah, holding you just got to take the shot. He, he did well, too, because Chrissy was like, oh, what about my friends? Fuck your friends. Yeah. He doesn't know these people. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about your friends. He's here to find his girlfriend. But Holden's dead. Poor guy. 
So Leatherface comes downstairs, and Chrissy has to hide, and Leatherface horrifically kills Eric. Okay, Chrissy hides under the table that Eric is on. And yeah, uh, Leatherface kills Eric by driving the chainsaw through his abdomen and gets it right in Chrissy's face. How the fuck did she not die? And she's screaming the whole time. I hate this character. You know, she's so loud this entire time. Rule 26, don't give away your position. God. She's so lucky she doesn't get caught. And just because yeah. the chainsaw's louder than her. Well, and because Leatherface isn't exactly the most perceptive person. Right. And he ends up cutting Eric's face off, and Leatherface has his face. The beginning! Hooray! The first Leatherface. That's why it was important yep. that he wasn't wearing a skin mask before. <laughs> It came full circle. <laughs> I will say, very handsome face for his first yes, face. Yes, and I mentioned to Ryan during the movie, I think this is the closest in design to the OG Texas Chainsaw Mask yeah. or face mask. Yeah, it's a good face. It's a good, good job. Leatherface goes upstairs. Chrissy follows. She's in shock and just kind of like <sighs> wandering around. Don't go upstairs. There's another way out, probably. Even if there's not, don't go upstairs. You're unarmed. Find a weapon. You just, you just watched your boyfriend die. Lock and load. What, I, what positive thing do you think is going to happen by going upstairs? And she goes to the front door and is about to leave, but then she hears Bailey screaming, Go get help! Chrissy's the worst! There's two schools of thought here. It, you go get help. You know, that's the best thing you can do. But if you are going to go on a rescue mission to save everybody, lock and load. Chrissy sucks. Chrissy's terrible. Chrissy's awful. Anyway, she goes upstairs, and this is another pretty funny scene. The sheriff's like, well, we just got to amputate Monty's leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Leatherface comes in, cuts it off, but he, he nicks the other leg. And sheriff's like, now that's just sloppy. All right, even him up. <laughs> so that's how Monty lost his <laughs> and leg. he tells Luna May to hold him still. He's not going to like it. But yeah, Monty loses both of his legs, just like he doesn't have legs in the remake. The, the beginning! The beginning. <laughs> you got to love it. So Chrissy makes it to Bailey's room, but the sheriff walks in on him and catches him. <sighs> All right, third act. Let's do this. About time she fucking got what's coming to her. We get a dinner scene. Yeah, but it's not the same without Grandpa. It's not the same without Grandpa. Uh, they dragged in Dean. Bailey's there. Everyone's here. Uh, Chrissy decides to go to route of just insulting everybody. You're just going to get yourself a worse death, but, you know, whatever. I don't know what she's trying to accomplish here. Just lashing out. God. And uh, in retaliation, uh, Leatherface slits Bailey's throat and kills her. Boy, what did Bailey do wrong? Um, she just didn't try hard enough to escape, I yeah, guess. She just didn't... I mean, well, yeah, because I guess, I mean, she was like... She got glass uh, pierced into her stomach yep. when during the crash, and that kind of just took her out the entire movie. Yep. She um, did uh, try to drive away. Didn't yep. lock her door. Yep. Does she just locked her door. Yeah, she'd be alive. Yeah. But she was such a non-factor in most of this movie. I, yeah. Just kind of out of it. And Leatherface starts dragging Chrissy downstairs, but she grabs, like, a, a screwdriver and all. Wow. What a concept. Locking and loading. Finally. And stabs Leatherface and uh, jumps out the window of the house. Pulls <laughs> a real Sally maneuver. <laughs> and Leatherface goes after her. Uh, Dean wakes up, and he just attacks the sheriff and just beats the shit out of him. Yeah, um, it's, it's a fun callback because uh, he's bashing the sheriff's head in to the, uh, the stoop and is um, taunting him the same way the sheriff taunted him during the push-ups. And he even says, like, oh, I guess, I'll wager you're not going anywhere. Okay, here's the problem. This is the worst move of the movie. In oh. fact, this is the worst move of the remake franchise, the, okay. remake, the remake duology, because if Dean would have killed Hoyt right here, there's no remake. Yep. He ends the franchise. Yeah, he ends much. the remake franchise. 
this is the single worst move in the movie that Dean didn't double tap. Yes. It's not the dumbest move of the movie. Not dumbest, but it's the yeah. worst. It, it has the, the biggest negative effect on normal people. Yes. So, yes. Rule number six, double tap. It's a satisfying scene. It um, is. But, yeah, Ar- Dean. Arlie Army takes it like a champ. Yep. Get some teeth knocked out. Yeah. Um, but yeah I, can't, Dean, I can't remember. Was Hoyt missing teeth in the remake? Yeah, I think he had some fake teeth. Or, okay. Yeah, I think he had like okay. a set of dentures. Oh, so the beginning. The beginning. <laughs> And then Dean runs off to go help Chrissy. And we don't see the sheriff anymore in this movie. Yeah. Or, or this franchise, actually. Yeah, no, this That's is the it. last scene with Arlie Army. May he rest in peace. Rest in peace. So Chrissy makes it back to the slaughterhouse. She tries the phone. It's dead. She gets the manager's car keys and a knife and ends up hiding in a vat of blood. Uh, which which I, I did kind of like. It's something I picked up on because she was so hesitant to get into the nasty pool at the mm-hmm. beginning of the motel, and this time she's going to hide in a pool of blood. Plus, just it, the, just with how the blood kind of uh, curled across her face, uh, it, it gave me a very Apocalypse Now vibe when yeah. seeing her in the vat. And, you know, Vietnam War. Yeah. Rule 41, use your environment to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Dean comes in and, like, distracts Leatherface for long enough, so Chrissy, like, stabs him once, but it is, does nothing. It has no effect. <laughs> Dean runs in and attacks Leatherface, and then he immediately turns his back on Leatherface and gets chained south through the back. Double tap! <laughs> double tap. Okay. Constant vigilance. Here, here, we, we know historically that trying to double tap Leatherface doesn't work. He's not supernatural. He's just ungodly strong. Yeah. But Dean doesn't know that. No. <laughs> Go for it. Take him down, double tap, and don't turn your back on him. Yeah. Dean had such a good arc until this scene. Yes. If he would have killed Hoyt, there's no more franchise. If he would have double tapped on Leather and he Chrissy Love. I mean, maybe, maybe. Uh, we, we know Again, we know historically double tapping Leatherface doesn't always work. But let's assume it would have. That, that really ends the franchise. Yeah. And he and Chrissy live. Yep. Chrissy escapes and gets outside and gets into the manager's car and starts driving away. Great. She's made it. Oh, wait. Leatherface is somehow in the back seat. I don't even care. Like, yeah, it's great to see Chrissy die because in any other movie she gets away and it's just super frustrating. We hate mm-hmm. this movie. So it's satisfying to see Chrissy die because she's terrible. But there's no way in hell Leatherface got in that car. No. Impossible. No. But I don't care because Chrissy's dead. And guess what? The final scene is Leather walking away because there's a an actual sheriff yep. who pulled over another dude and Leather uh, puts the chainsaw right through Chrissy as she's driving and the car crashes into all three of them. Leather just walks away. The yep. monsters won. The monsters win. We get a real three for because he just jams the chainsaw through Chrissy's back, which causes the car to uh, kill this cop and this guy who's been pulled over. Yep. Chrissy, you got to check the back seat, but seriously, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a million rule violations for Chrissy. She was terrible. Uh, but constant vigilance in the end is what did her in. Yep. Which is the least of her rule breaks. Like, out of all of her rule breaks, that is the least offensive one. Right. And that's what kills her. It's such garbage. Anyway, that's the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The beginning! <laughs> we're at the end. Thank God. The, uh, this is the last of the, the Hewitt duology. Yep. Yeah, now we're back into, not under the original timeline, but like a... A, a branch. Yeah, a, a uh, multiverse. And Ryan, I know as of the recording of this, you have not watched Loki yet, but we are off to a variant timeline variant next. Timeline. Yes, yes we are. So, no new rules. Um, I'd like to pitch one to you. Okay. And if you don't want it, that's fine. We can cut this bullshit out. I think, given the sheer amount of times that horror villains end up consuming their victims in some way, don't play with your food <laughs> should be a rule. 
Yeah, especially for the villains. Yeah. Let's see. Do I have anything that would work for that? I think that would be like a rule. You know, that would be kind of like the um, the villain side of play stupid yep. games, win stupid prizes. That's fair. I think it falls under that. That is fair. Um, but yeah, don't play with your food. Yeah. Uh, any cannibals I, I, out there listening to this? Well, and I mentioned it's a rule specific to this franchise, but then I thought about, you know, Freddy consumes souls. Um, you're going to get to Jaws eventually. Jaws literally eats people. There are Hannibal plenty. Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. There are plenty of horror villains and horror monsters that do consume their victims. You know what? Waste not, want not. Exactly. You know, I... I I always respect the cannibalistic or the just the the the, the villain that eats the the <laughs> victims a lot more than the ones who just kill. Right. Because at least they're not wasting food. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. That's that's fair. I respect your your call. It's your list, so it doesn't matter what I think. But <laughs> no, no, your opinion I, I, matters. I did I did want to bring that up. Yeah, that's absolutely fair, and I, I love like the sub rule: don't play with your food. Um, <laughs> that's really fun. So let's give us some awards, huh? That's. Randy Meek's merit badge. This goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules, of course, based off Randy Meek's from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. This one was f- maybe not tough, but there's only one option, and you know, it's not close. Well, yeah, you, you could argue that, that Holden gave a solid effort, yep. but he didn't come close to Eric's sheer determination to keep everyone around him alive. Yep. Eric failed... To keep like on a personal survival level, but it was made very clear from Act One. He's not after his own survival; he's after the survival of the people he loves. When Chrissy's in the ditch, he tells her to stay down because this sheriff's a fucking maniac. When Dean is up against the wire and is possibly going to get just shot right there, he doesn't hesitate to say, "It's my draft card." Yeah. When Dean, when they finally free everyone, he gives the car keys to Chrissy so he can Bailey. go help or sorry yes he gives the car keys to Bailey so that she can get away and he can help Dean who then when they're faced again staring down a barrel literally he sends Dean off and puts a gun to his own head yeah. Eric is about survival just not his survival right he's a soldier he's protecting the squad exactly and we've given this award to people whose survival is not their primary goal before Dr. Yep. Loomis is yes, probably the best absolutely. example you know, I, and we like to re- I like to reward competency here. Yes, that's kind of the main and thing. You, you know, I would argue it, survival is yep. Eric's goal. It's not it's not quite like Loomis, where Loomis's goal is sure. simply kill Michael. Eric's goal was survival, just the survival of the many, not the yeah. one. Respectable, especially considering the character. It's you know he's a well uh, written character. Yes, very. Um, so I, I it's got to be Eric. It is. It hands down Eric. Honorable mention to Holden, but he really fucked yep. up at the end. Well, and it's weird because when we started, I mentioned to you like I I don't think I can give it to Eric because. He's not prioritizing his own survival, but good Samaritan badge. No, no yeah. he's he got it. Uh, it just and everybody else sucks. Yes. Then we have Night of the Living Club Award, which was the character did the worst job at following the rules. This is of course based on Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. This one's pretty easy, but there is a nice dishonorable mention. Yes. Again. Dean, yep. worst move in the duology. Yes. Uh, and I firmly disagree with your assessment. I agree that, I guess, spoilers, you want it to go to Chrissy. I think it's got to go to Chrissy. Because numbers game and yeah. stupidity game, she survived sheer through sheer plot armor and luck. I don't disagree with that. But the weight of Dean's decision to not double tap yeah. just carries so much consequence. Because what's the time dif- jump between this and the prequel? I want to say six years. That's six years of murder. Yeah. And that's what the ending epilogue says, the ending voiceover, that the Sawyer, the sorry, the Hewitt family goes on to commit atrocities for the next six years. And 
Dean could have all of it. it. Dean stops all of it by just killing Hoyt. Because yep. the rest of the family wasn't in on this. Luna May even told him a hundred times, like, you are fucking up this family. You are going to get us caught. You need to stop. Like, sure, she resorted to cannibalism, but, like, dude's an unhinged sociopath and yep. a psychopath. What the fuck are you going to do against him? And it's her son. Exactly. So, you kill Hoyt, the franchise is over. Yep. You, double, you try to double tap on Leatherface, franchise is really over. Just the weight of this one decision to just leave him there after bashing his skull instead of grabbing the nearest blunt object and breaking his skull open. He is responsible for so many deaths. Yes. Uh, He could have stopped the franchise and his uh, actions had the biggest ramifications. But I think overall, Chrissy had so much more dumber moves and so much more many, uh, like a higher quantity. And, you know... It, just Dean in general was a smarter character yeah. than Chrissy. So I want to give it to Chrissy just because she was embarrassingly That's bad. That's okay. It is. This is your podcast. <laughs> you are the, the final decision holder. I will not be bellyaching about this, but. Strong decide. I mention. could not. Let this happen without pointing that out. Absolutely fair. I mean, that's why. That's why you're here. <laughs> so yeah, Chrissy is the night of living pleb, and she's not so living. Thank God. Hallelujah. And that's the thing. Dean, worst move. Chrissy. Of the movies I've watched on this podcast with you, worst final girl I've seen. She's pretty bad. All right. Well, that's it for Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. So, I'm assuming you want to come back for Texas Chainsaw 3D. You're not going to give me a choice on whether I come Dude, back for Texas watch Ch- Chainsaw 3D. You've got to watch You compared this, this to Freddy's Dead. Yeah. I have to see. This is the <laughs> Freddy's Dead of the Texas Chainsaw series, I think. I have to find out. Alexandra Daddario. Yep. Uh, yeah. A return to the Sawyer family, return which I keep Sawyer asking family. for. Uh, cameo appearances by a couple uh, notable names. We have Marilyn Burns. Uh, who played Sally in the original. We've got yep. our Hanson, the original Leatherface, and we have uh, Bill Mosley. Yes! Uh, all of them have cameo appearances, which is really fun. Love me a Bill Mosley cannibal. Or cannibal. He is a cannibal, He's but love me a Bill Mosley cannibal cameo. cameo. <laughs> uh, this is... Is this the dumbest movie in the franchise? Probably. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Probably. It's not It's not as cut and dry because 2 and 4 both exist. Okay, but 2 is dumb in a fun way. Uh-huh. So is this one. Fair enough. But I'm the one person on the planet who likes Texas Chainsaw so 7. So is the secret formula for making it dumb bad to dumb good Bill Mosley? Perhaps. Because he, he was a critical role the for one. the second one, and he's a cameo in the, yep. this one, which you say is equivalent. Well, he's no Chop Top. He's well, not, no, but he's in the movie. Yes, he's in he, the is movie. Is he the secret stuff? I think it could be. <laughs> Definitely helps. I put Bill Mosley in everything. Yeah, I love Texas Chainsaw 3D. I, I always get a kick out of watching it. Uh, nobody else who I've ever made watch this movie with me has agreed with me. Uh, Jacob Colness, he's like, he gave like a two, I think, out of ten the first time we watched Yikes. it. And then uh, I made him watch it again. And he's like, I'll give it a three. <laughs> <laughs> he's so unimpressed. Has Kendall seen this one? Yes. The, I think the listeners have not met Kendall yes. yet, but I can't wait for them to meet him. Uh, I think Kendall also hates this movie and can't understand why I like it. Yikes. Can we make Derek come back for this one, too? Uh, he won't do it. He can we can it. we trick him? Can you tell him you're doing the Survivor podcast yeah, and then good. he shows up and I'm here and it's Texas Chainsaw? <laughs> I want him to be willing to come back on the podcast. <laughs> I think that might get him to quit forever. But yeah, you're coming back for Texas Three Day, Texas Chainsaw Three D. We're gonna have a great time. Yep. Uh, but uh, and, and it could be next because here's what's on the wheel. We have two in two spots. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. We have it, the miniseries, the first half of the miniseries. Texas Chainsaw Three D. Don't breathe. Bride of Chucky, Leprechaun Origins, and The Exorcist, The Beginning. So uh, The beginning! The beginning! <laughs> so you have two spots on the wheel right now. So. I do. Uh, go ahead and uh, spin the wheel. 
Oh, God damn it. Um, well, you know, the odds were high of this happening. There's two spots in the middle for this movie. Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday, the ninth movie in the Friday the 13th series. And, and the, also not the final Friday. It's not the final Friday. It's also the worst movie in the Friday the 13th series. Um, trying to decide if I respectfully disagree with you or not. I don't think I do. <laughs> it's got some great gore, and that is it. Yeah. I mean, I don't like Five very much. Five's not very good either. Five's probably the second worst. Yeah. But I really don't like Jason Goes to Hell. But what's funny is Derek's going to come back on the podcast for this one because I told him I, I wanted him to do a Friday the, for the 13th. And he's like, give me the worst one. Like, if I'm going to do this, I want mm-hmm. the worst one. I'm like, all right. You're doing Jason Goes to Hell. Cool. Uh, Jordan, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's always a pleasure. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back doing this. It's always but good to have you on. Good that you're you're surviving. <laughs> it's good to have uh, someone intelligent in the horror movie verse uh, <laughs> alongside this uh, with me. You want to give out any social media? Uh, just the typical tweet at RyRyMovieGuy, video game and hardware reviews and news at GBATemp.net. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, you can follow us on Twitter at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror. Go ahead and give us a follow and any five-star reviews uh, you want to give us. We like five stars here. Uh, that's about it. Anything else you want to add? Go listen to Ice Nine Kills' new song, yeah. uh, Assault and Batteries, based on Child's Play. That was a really cool song. I have went from a casual fan to a fucking super fan overnight. Uh, yeah, that was a great music video. I mean, Ice Nine Kills is very hit and miss with me just because it's not really my genre of music. Yeah, that's the thing. I love metal, and I love okay. horror movies. So it's like I found Silver Scream, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then I just fell into the rest of their catalog. I'm like, oh, Fuck yes. <laughs> See, I'm not a big metal guy, but I like a few of their songs. I really like the Friday the 13th one. Yep. Uh, thank God it's Friday, I think. And uh, this this uh, Assault and Battery one with uh, Child's Play is really good. Has my favorite line in any of their song, Assault and Batteries Included. <laughs> Talking about Chucky. Yeah. So fucking cool. That's, yeah, really clever. Uh, watch that music video if you uh, like metal and horror movies. Or even if you just like horror movies, check yep. that one out. It's really good. It's great production value. Yep. Uh, all my dead meat fans, James A. Janice has a cameo. Yep. As does The Secret Stuff, Bill Mosley. Uh, Chelsea has a cameo in it, too. Does she? Yeah, she's sitting that. next to James. Oh, that is Chelsea. Yeah, okay. Chelsea. I, I don't recognize her with long hair. Yeah. So, yeah, Dead Meat fans, go check that one out. Bill Mosley fans, go check that <laughs> one out. Fun music video. All right, this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast. And now more than ever, stay safe out there. Uh, uh.